Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome back to the Bricks in the Wall. The show trying to break down barriers to see what's behind them. Because we all know we've been put into some type of box that keeps us from knowing the truth. And the possibility to self-actualize and become independent. Um, This show has been going a little bit slow, but we're picking up the pace again. Today we actually have a friend who he's been on I think three, four times. A really interesting guy. He kind of uh, taught us about the Tavistock Institute, first couple episodes of the podcast. And um, that's really the truth of it all, guys. If y'all want to know why the world is the way it is, it's all because of the Tavistock Institute and all the programming that they dispense. And everything from the Beatles to the new language that's being put out today that the kids talk about. It's all programmed and pre-planned to dominate and control us. And right now, we're actually going to talk about another thing that I feel came out of their little institute. And um, my buddy Agnew, he sent me a message. He said that um, it was was just kind of driving him crazy, everything that's happening with the whole trans thing. And before we start, we got to, I guess, put this little notice that we're not here to hurt or offend anyone we're just speaking our opinion and um, sorry if you get offended but maybe maybe there's some things that you need to relook at or re-examine because I think that what has happened with the world is people have gotten so brainwashed that they're fighting for the evil guys and it's crazy how they managed to do all that but anyways without any further ado we're going to bring back one of our best friends your comrade and mine Mr. Agnew Wilson welcome back to the show brother hey guys Hey, Juan, and I want to say thank you. It's a perfect opening because it's really, you know, without sounding like a broken record, why are things the way they are? Why is it like this? The Tavistock Institute, the Frankfurt School, and there are hundreds of thousands now, hundreds of thousands, not in the tens, but hundreds of thousands of affiliated institutions, which is just about every institution, whether it's higher education, lower education, public education, media education, science, technology, whether it's farming industry, whether it's space, whether whatever it is, everything that we're presented in this world now, especially since the early 1960s, is 100% socially constructed, engineered by men and women in think tanks that have worked long and hard hours and continue to work long and hard hours to psychologically manipulate the masses. So thank you for opening with that because it's really important that we can remember because it's really easy for any of us to say, why, why, why? Well, it's called social engineering. Yes, yes, brother. And thank you for turning on on to us for that because... Again, if once you really look back, everything from like the Beatles, like I said, the Beatles became famous because they created a new form of fanaticism. They would pay girls to stand in front of like the gates or wherever the Beatles were, and they would pay them to yell and to scream and to act like they're going crazy and passing out. And this kind of created that Beatlemania hysteria that people were like, oh my God, these are gods. These are the best people ever. But they were just somewhat mediocre players. Yes, they were good. And though you have to kind of think about it like this, their lyrics and the, the, the stuff that they came out after they started doing drugs and psychedelics was, was very much in touch with this new age, new world order type of mentality that right. they wanted to bring people. And like the words such as cool or teenager or groovy, all that shit came from the Tavistock Institute in the right. 60s. That's when all that first came out. And now I want to play actually a video for you, brother, that I saw. 
And it was just showing and demonstrating because I feel the new agenda now is, you know how I'm sure you know, uh, Wilson, how in 1984, they created doubles or what was it? The new language. Um, what was the language they spoke? Uh, in 1984, the proletariats. They, oh, I can't remember what it's called. I've read that book four times. I think it was called doublespeak. I'm not it sure. It's called doublespeak. Yeah, you're right. Doublespeak. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but but so what happens is in this book, uh, in this dystopian world, they well, change. By the way, George Orwell is a Tavistock Institute social engineering scientist before he was ever an author. Right. All right. Right. That's important. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I, I feel he was kind of showing us glimpses of the truth, even though he worked for them. But in this doublespeak right. language, they've modified the, the English language into such a way to where you can you have a limit on consciousness. You can only think through certain ways. You you couldn't have deep introspective and like thoughts or ideas about consciousness. It was just simple, simple speak. And I feel this is what's happening with today's society. I'm going to play this video I found on TikTok. Um, it's, talk, it's called Teenagers in 2023. And listen to the language and how they speak, guys, because you can hear it all around us and it's happening right now. And I feel this is a new form or way of keeping the brain from th thinking or talking about deep things. So listen to this. Bro, let's go. You're not, you're not eating that for supper. Bruh. No, I'm cooking. You an op, bruh. You're literally doing too much, bruh. Literally, literally, you're literally doing too much, bruh. Can you take your shoes off in the house? All right, bet, bet, bruh, bet. Run it back, run it back. You, you, bu bro, you, a bu you buzzing, bruh. You buzzing. Why are you acting like a bot, bruh? You bozo, bruh. Take them off. Mom, the Wi-Fi's down. For for real, for real. Bruh. You're just going to have to do something else. Bruh, you, you big dreaming, bro. You bugging, bro. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, bruh. Bro, I told you, bro. bro. <laughs> and see, like, I was laughing. Like, yeah, it's funny, but it's sad because that's the reality about the world. Like, the yeah, kids make now, it stop. <laughs> like, they can't communicate clearly. It's like they've been dumbed right. down to such a point where they're just making, like, one-syllable words. Right, right, right. <sighs> but, okay, so let's get back to what we were talking about, Agnew. So you had messaged me talking about how this whole trans movement, all of this thing, which I, I'm sure the yeah. community now knows this is kind of an agenda. And look, guys, I don't right. want to harp on anyone. If you're an yeah, adult yeah. and you want to do that stuff, go by all means, go ahead. Just yeah, and let me, yeah. And to back you up on that, I'll preface this by saying this. Listen, I am not anti anything. Okay. I'm certainly not anti trans. I'm not anti drag show. I'm not anti drag queen. All right. I am not I'm not against any of that as it is by itself, the way it's been in our society so far for a lot, lot of years. I'm not against any of that. I'm not against any of that. So I want anybody that's listening out there that may hear what I have to say, not take it and take your feelings and, and run with it because don't get insulted because I'm not anti anything. Right, right, right. And again, if you're an adult and you choose that lifestyle, go ahead. Go, by all means, yeah, I'll applaud yeah, you and whatever. Yeah, but as yeah. soon as you start bringing the kids 
that that's yeah. like and then the fact agnew that you have to explain this and then they had to make a law in oklahoma banning like uh, trans surgery for kids and giving them yeah. uh, uh puberty blockers it, they had yeah. to make a law like there's yeah so there's two so there's two issues now that i have with this whole situation now and two issues are the kids number one and my uncle asked me the other day well why does it bother you so much about the kids being involved. Well, let me tell you, in case anybody out there doesn't understand what it's like to have an adult when you're three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, when you're any of those ages, when you have any kind of adult around you, whether it's your parents, whether it's your aunts and uncles, whether it's your teachers, whether it's your friend your parents friends when you have any kind of an adult in any way shape or form whether they're lightheartedly joking with other adults when whatever they're doing when they start discussing and acting out anything sexual related to anything sexual that is not on the lowest level for a child is mildly uncomfortable um, you know, it makes them a mile and and then on the and then on the other spectrum is extremely traumatizing. All right, so anywhere between mildly uncomfortable and extremely traumatizing, you're going to have a middle spot where most of the kids will find themselves. How do I know that? Because as a young kid, starting at the age of five, I was around adults that not only was I molested, but they sexualized themselves meaning what do you mean well because i was a child of the 60s and 70s i had my mom my dad the people around me constantly talking about sex sucking cock eating pussy how big the dick was how big a rack was i mean constantly talking about homosexuality fucking in the ass i mean they talked about it all the time that for me was traumatizing now as a kid, I didn't get it was traumatizing. As an adult, I see that was traumatizing. Mm-hmm. All right, that being said, so when you have these adult men that are dressed, and you know, and here's another thing. There, there's another thing about drag too. Let's get it clear. These men are not dressing up like women. They're dressing up like psycho clowns with boobs, <laughs> yeah. okay? Yeah. Because there's no woman that, dre- that wears makeup like that mm-hmm. and, and, and dresses like that. So, so, you're gonna, so number one, you're, you're, it's a slam to women, all right? And then, you know, and then they get up and they dance and sexualize themselves in front of children. The kids think it's, oh, <laughs> they don't understand. Yeah. Of course they're going to laugh. Because other adults are laughing. The kids don't get it. And they don't need to get it. They don't need to have themselves exposed to anything. And I mean anything. A pose, a word, an idea, sexual. They don't need it. Right, right. And, and so why am I against the trans agenda? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. It says, I was reading this somewhere in some passage of the Bible, it talked in the, in, the, in the beginning, it talks about, you know, when God made man and how he created woman, you know, taking a rib from man. Mm-hmm. That is allegorical. It's a, 
We are vibrational frequencies. We are vibrational beings. God made a universe of duality. Everything in the universe is has a positive and a negative aspect. The entire universe is based out of a positive and a negative aspect, molecularly, atomically, even down farther down the chain and farther up the chain. Everything has a polar opposite. That's why we have left, right, up, down, yes, no. Mm-hmm. And we have male, female. Males and females are not expressed biologically. We are not, we don't identify female and male by the body parts and by the clothing. You identify them as the vibrational frequency that they are. Male is a positive frequency. Female is a negative frequency. Without those two frequencies coming together, you don't have life. You have nothing. You have no life. So what's happening with this trans agenda, it's, it, there's many, there's, there's many prongs. One is they want to like, one is they're just trying to make pedophilia an open thing. Mm-hmm. We know that's one thing, but on a deeper level and a much more damaging level, what this is doing. And when I tell people it's satanic, they go, oh, you know, because I'll, I'll admit all my life when somebody would tell me it's satanic, I would check out. I don't care how smart they were when i would hear them use the term it's a satanic i would just check out uh-huh. and now i so i understand when i say it's satanic i understand that somebody may be hearing me and think oh, they're just going to check out when i say that however it's true because why is it satanic because these luciferians these people they're not somebody necessarily that run around in robes and eat babies and worships and and worship you know at the satan these people it's much deeper than that they understand that by, but what they're doing is they're they're blurring the line of duality, and they're saying it's all one big mishmash. Right, right, right. They're trying to create a lie, which, by the way, will not succeed because it's a mathematical equation that cannot fit. They're trying to push, you know, they're trying to make two plus two equals five, and it, they're going to try really hard. And they're not going to succeed. And, you know, so when I left that message to you the other day, it's interesting because that afternoon after my, I meditate three times a day. And then I say a little prayer after my meditation each time. And I, I said a prayer to the Holy Mother. And I said something about, I said something to her and I didn't mean to ask for it. But I asked her, I said, please give me the strength and necessary whatever I need to be forgiving of this entire agenda somehow. Because here's the thing, and I realize this, it's a wave that's going to continue. It's not going to stop. It's here for a while. And I can do, I, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people who say, well, I can do nothing about it, because I believe that is not true. But what's most important, if I'm going to be effective at all, in, at all from here on out, I have to, personally for myself, find some way to be, not get triggered by this. Just, you know, right down to the boil, you know, not get so triggered by this. Right, right. And that reminds me, because when you, you sent me a message, you sounded upset. And it was like, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, I definitely, and I, I feel am, you. Because I, I have kids, upset, you, know? you know. I have kids. And, <laughs> right. and man, it pisses me off too. But I remember I messaged you. I said, we got to learn to master our emotions. And you said, right. yeah, yeah, I, right. I meditate. I do that too. But yeah, right. likewise. And I had a couple of podcasts back. I, I keep 
coming up with the story of how I'll be driving and I'll be meditating and thinking about how to make the world a better place. And all of a sudden, somebody cuts me off and I yell like, fuck you. And like, it all goes right. away. And they kind of like, in the moment, it's hard to, once you kind of get triggered, right. like you said, to kind of stay on the path. But no, right. this, is, this shit is enraging. Like, I can't believe that this is happening, that we're having discussions about that what we have to have that we're having to discuss it is pretty incredible right right and then so i've been kind of looking into it because i hear joe rogan he often mentions this idea of how when even i'm sure he's a plant too uh yeah yeah we got to use i i understand that these are all shills but remember that evil always it's going to rebound on itself so well we'll just take the shills i take the shills for, i i take them for what they're worth right right because they're at least giving us information Right, but he always uh, talks about this story, but he never goes into depth about it. He always says how um, when societies are near the end of collapse, they start they start going into dumb discussions about uh, what a man or a woman is. They start dressing like the opposite sex. Right. Um, so this woman here, she is a, a Ivy League uh, student, and she is an author. And I sent this video to you earlier. And uh, this is a video. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it right now, uh, so any, okay. everyone can hear it because it's really interesting. Because this is um, Camille Paglia, and uh -huh. uh, she this she's basically having a conversation on what what trans is, and what happens as societies no longer yeah. have any real struggle. They internalize and start eating themselves. Yeah, and and one more thing too about trans. Let me make this clear too. What everybody is calling trans now is this is why I'm telling you it's a satanic agenda. I, I'm 61. When I moved to Hollywood, I met real trans people. I met real transsexuals, meaning I met real women. I mean, real men that had full sexual reassignment surgery that had spent quite a long time in, in therapy in order before they would allow to be have their surgery, right? Mm -hmm. And they were always pretty well-adjusted people. They had their, their idiosyncrasies, but they were all pretty well-adjusted. Those were what I considered transsexuals. Right. These people, that these dudes that are running around getting titties and keeping their cocks, that's what we call Baphomet. So you're not trans, right. you're a Baphomet. Yes, that's another good point that I have a post that I'm, I'm, I haven't posted it yet, but it's exactly that. It seems like, okay, wh what are they trying to like assimilate or copy? Well, it's weird. Baphomet is androgynous, right? He has a dick right, and titties. Right, right. Cock and titties. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. The symbolism basically speaks yeah. it all out here. So, yeah. but, uh, so let's play this video, and I want to hear right. what you okay. say because this kind of merges right. perfectly with what, what we're talking to. So again, this is on YouTube, guys. This is called Feminism: A Conversation with Camille Paglia. to this in conversation with Camille Paglia. Um, I have, of course, been calling her Camille Paglia in my head forever because I never met you. I only read it. And so how exciting that I had to learn to say it because she was here. She has long been, for me, somebody that I've both been. We are beyond. Okay, guys, sorry, I had to pause. That was the wrong video again. This is the video. I, I had clicked the wrong video, but again, this is a video describing what happens at the fall of societies when they're about to collapse. Uh, so Camille Paglia uh, questions the current transgender mania. 
the wisdom of surgical intervention and signs of cultural collapse. And so remember, this is an Ivy League woman who's very well studied. She's a trans herself, like you were talking about earlier, um, Wilson. But uh, now we're at a different age where these people are actually being brainwashed to do it. And it's okay, not so something... she's a full sexual reassignment. I don't know. She looks like a woman, but she calls herself trans. But um, this is just so I, 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 I want to share with this perspective that she has on how she talks about how this is kind of being pushed and forced down people. It's not a natural like you were mentioning earlier. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, it's not natural. OK, here we go. There is something weird, despite that, about the transgender question, right? There is something going on that's beyond the very, the, the sort of liberation of fluidity. Something else seems to have happened where many young people in this country now, there's a percentage increase in the number registering for clinical interventions on uh, transgender questions has increased enormously. There's a certain fashion in schools of, mm -hmm. of some sort, and it's a nerve-wracking business. If you're going to get no platformed in this country at university, you know, Germain Greer-like, regardless of what one thinks of Germain Greer, the point is you only have to touch on this question. Ian McEwan, who is completely right on liberal uh, uh, novelist, dared to say the slightly wrong thing, and suddenly he's... He, he, he kind of has to apologise and is kind of ridiculed and shamed. I don't want to get you to say anything you don't believe, but I'm interested in it because I want to be for liberation. I'm not going to stop anyone dressing how they will. But there's something weird about lots of young women wanting to be young men and mm -hmm. lots of young men wanting to be women. I don't feel as though it's a great step forward myself. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? Well, <clears throat> I, I say in the introduction to my, you know, to my new book, my new collection, my particular transgender um, rebellion came at a time when um, there, there wasn't this, uh, these ideas in the air, that the, that, the, that the moment you are dissatisfied with the limitations of your present gender definition, uh, that there is a, 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 this enormous mechanism waiting to alter your body, um, to, to, to halt puberty, to sl slow your puberty down. To, um, uh, uh, people, uh, all very well-meaning and very sympathetic, are there to provide um, uh, surgical uh, intervention into, and, and potential uh, you know, permanent changes in your body with which there's no going back. Okay? I mean, I, I, for me, um, you know, a, 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 trans, a, a sex change operation um, opens one door but closes many others. Right? So I, 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 I personally believe that um, anyone who, um, who, uh, who, who collaborates in, in, in a, an intrusion into a developing child's body and mind is guilty of child abuse, a crime against humanity, okay? Because that Absolutely. child is not prepared to make Absolutely. such a decision, okay? I, I, I think that such, such decisions about sex reassignment surgery must wait um, when one attains a majority, which would be, it seems to me, a minimum of, of age 18. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very concerned with this because I think that... Um, it's become a fashion, okay? Uh, yeah. That that uh, uh, that uh, the transgender uh, definition has become a kind of convenient label for yeah. young people who may simply feel alienated, okay, culturally yeah. exactly. for many other reasons, okay. Exactly. So that in the nineteen fifties they might have become a beatnik, in the nineteen sixties yeah. they might have become exactly. a hippie, 
and taking uh, you know, mind-expanding yeah. drugs, okay? And so today, yeah. you're encouraged to think that your alienation yeah. is because you are not totally defined, you know, uh, identifying right. with the, your particular inherited gender definition. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very concerned about this. I think that a lot of it, uh, I think that, that, that the, that the uh, collaboration of the bureaucratic machinery with it has to do with the assault on masculinity, okay? Ah, yeah. okay. So you see, trans the gender doesn't really exist. It's not really about right. polarity. Right. I mean, it's, it, it, everything's all about expanding women's rights, but also right. terminating men, okay? And, and right. defining men out of existence. Uh, masculinity is, by definition, toxic. Okay? Masculinity doesn't right. exist. You see, this is, this is the proof of that. But now, I began my all of my studies, my, my book, Sexual Personae, began as a dissertation at Yale, uh, graduate school, on uh, androgyny. I've always been fascinated, attracted you know, to the subject of androgyny, uh, and, and that's what Sexual Personae is. I explored it in history. But the, the more I explored it, I realized that, um, that historically, this, uh, this, uh, the movement toward androgyny occurs in late phases of culture, okay? as, a, as a, a civilization is starting to uh, unravel. Okay? And that, that you can find it again and again and again through history in the, in, in the, in the Greek art. Okay? You, can, you can see it happening. All of a sudden, okay, there's, a, there's a kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the sculptures of, of, um, of handsome, nude young men athletes that used to be very robust okay, in the archaic period suddenly began to seem like a wet noodles okay toward the end okay and, uh, and that and that the people who 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 live in such periods a late phase of culture whether it's, it's the Hellenistic era, whether it's the Roman Empire, whether it's it's uh, the Mauve decade of Oscar Wilde in the 1890s, whether it's Weimar Germany, people who live in such times, okay, feel that um, they're very sophisticated, they're very cosmopolitan, okay, and homosexuality, heterosexuality, so what, anything goes, and so on. All right, and so, and but but we, from the perspective of, of historical distance, okay, you can see that it's a culture that no longer believes in itself, okay, and then and, and then what you what you invariably get are are you know are are, are people who are convinced of the power of heroic masculinity, okay, on the edges, whether they're the Vandals and the Huns, okay, or whether, or whether they're the barbarians of ISIS, okay, you see them, you know, starting to mass on the outsides of the culture, and that's what we have right now, that there is a tremendous uh, and, and, and rather terrifying disconnect between the infatuation with the transgender movements on, in, in our own culture and yeah. what's going on out there, okay, right? and, so, and so, I mean, that's I, I'm concerned. I feel it's ominous. Okay, I I, I question whether uh, the transgender uh, choice is um, in, indeed genuine in every every single case. Uh, but what, again, what concerns me is when uh, well-meaning uh, adults, you know, believe that they are helping people uh, by uh, by making it easier uh, some uh, permanent change in the body from which there is no going back. Oh my God! Um, you know, for example, Brown University, one of the but yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. She puts it in a very scholarly, and she's interesting yeah. how she sees it just uh, ripple throughout history as societies collapse. Yeah. She said they lose their interpretation of what it means to be a strong masculine. Well, and, and you know, and that that is a that and societies collapse because we've been running by the same script. That's why history repeats itself because we have the same script. Basically, we've been running these same people running it for thousands and thousands of years in just different ways. Right. And so right before we started recording, Agnew, you were telling me a story about how you're living kind of, it, it would seem it was a nice neighborhood, but now you're, you're seemingly feeling unsafe where you're living. Tell me about uh, on, on that. Well, so here's the thing. So I want to address, I think the more important part 
of this trans agenda for me personally. So I can, I can, I can roll with all of it. Okay. I can roll with all of it. What I cannot and will not roll. And I'm still, I'm, I have to do my research. It's going to take a while. Um, I have to find, I have to find a first amendment attorney here in Los Angeles, because here's the thing. I, somebody sent me a, 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 a post from something on Instagram, one of these pages, um, uh, you know, about, you know, this uh, subject. And I looked at the post or something and, and they were saying that, oh, you were misgendering me. You can't misgender me. You know, you know, this is this new term, right? So from what I remember in school, um, as 61 years old, there's only two genders. So I've always, so, so like, how would that be? How is it impossible to, it would be literally impossible to misgender somebody. You have to be really high if you can't tell if the person's a boy or girl, maybe if they work really hard at hiding, but for the most part, you can't, it's not difficult to, you know, they're either boy or girl. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, it's literally impossible to misgender somebody. So of course I got all this hate shit from all these, they, them, you know, it, it, she, you know, pages, right? And then Instagram sends me a message saying, um, you have left a hurtful comment that hurt somebody's feelings. Really? Do you want to review it? And I said, sure, I, so I review it. And it says, and it, right, there it was, it says, it's literally impossible to misgender somebody. And then it gave me this long list of what it is to be hurtful. And so I said, do you want to remove it? Yes or no? And, and I ignored the whole thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage. So here's the thing. So, and now I've seen in other posts, when I try to say there are only two genders, I get a thing. Are you sure you want to say this? Just make it flag. So, so, so here's the thing that I have an issue with. And you were talking about the double speak. Um, uh, um, how many genders are there? So if you ask Google now, right? How many genders are there? And if you go to Google, this is why, by the way, that if you're going to do some serious research and you want to find something out, please don't use Google because you can go and now it will tell you how many genders are there. Well, here's a list of 58 options. Oh, okay. Um, the, I mean, the, there are, the, it, the, there, it, there is everything and gender, spirit wise try i mean like listen and then the other thing it says that men can have periods that that they menstruate that all genders menstruate well menstruation means having ovaries right Mm -hmm. right men don't have ovaries so how where what where does the blood come from and from what orifice do they bleed from Right, right. And why are we seeing tampons in men's bathrooms? Are you serious? Yeah. No, there are now tampon machines in men's bathrooms and urinals in women's bathrooms. Well, yeah, let's tell everyone. You live in L.A., right? At the heart. Yeah. Everything. I invert everything. Like in City of Angels, I would say City of Demons because that's like where all the bad shit's at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but no, this is going cross country now. They're putting him in schools, tampons in school. I mean, in 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 boys' locker rooms because boys now can have periods. Oh Men can God. have periods. Men, it says so on Google. It says so on Google. So here's the thing: if I am not allowed, if 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 Instagram's going to say to me, "Listen, you said something that hurt somebody's feelings." Well, listen, let me take it one step further than Instagram. That hurts my feelings. 
that you said that. <laughs> right. So yeah. you should remove your comment that you, you know, because that's hurtful to right, me. Right. Right. If we're going to use that logic, right, which is ridiculous and ludicrous, right? <laughs> so uh, here's my stand. I am not going to put the hurt feelings of a bank, emotionally bankrupt, mentally challenged, mentally unstable individual. I'm not letting their hurt feelings take precedence over thousands of years of, un, of tested science that there is only two genders. There's male and female. Yeah. There's, that's it. That's right. it. And we're not going to argue about it. I'm not going to argue with you. Okay, so you can do what you want to do. You're not muzzling me. You're not muzzling me. Now, the problem is in other countries, like in it's some North European country, I don't know if it's Norway or which other country, and I know now in, in, in the UK, there are hate laws now on the books so that if you say something like the one uh, girl in Norway, I think it is, I can't remember, the Netherlands somewhere, she said publicly that men can't be lesbians. She is facing three years in, in prison. Somebody else in the UK said something about transgenders. They're facing a year in jail and all these fines. Now, so here I live in a neighborhood where, you know, the dogs are transgenders for crying out loud. And uh, it's one thing to have in your face, but to be told that my, that your mental health insanity takes precedence over my reality it's not going to happen it's not going to happen it's not going to be pretty right. it's not going to look good it's not going to look good so what is my what can i do so i don't want to sound like a holy roller but i really believe that the divine mother said that you have to find forgiveness in these people in all of these people if you're gonna roll with this right now <clears throat> You have to find forgiveness in, the, in, in all of this. Somehow, you have to find forgiveness. Number one, I, I, I'm trying to talk myself through this. So remember, this is just a certain time period. It's not going to last. All evil agendas always rebound upon themselves. It's already rebounding. There's already tons of detransitioning waves out there. Right, that, right. You know, and I'm seeing a lot of that. So there's already, as the wave comes in, as Dylan comes in, with his Bud Light cans, there's already a lot of detransitioners coming back at him. And you know, I'll tell you, how did this trans thing start? This is the social engineering. It didn't start until Dylan started his uh, Days of Girlhood videos. That was what got everybody going. Dylan Mulvaney right. was responsible for the trans agenda starting in this country. It's I really believe it, like it's going now. Because look, he's everywhere now. Everybody knows who Dilma Omaivani is. <laughs> right, right, right. It's so wild. And I like what you said, how there's this wave. It's like, I feel like sometimes I wake up thinking, oh, we're, we're fucked. We're, the New World Order is going to take over. People are now waking up. Uh, there's no point in continuing the podcast. And I'll think of ending it. And then I'm like, I'll look at my daughter and I'll remember, well, this is the reason I started my podcast. So when she gets older, if anything were to happen to me, there's still some knowledge that she can yeah. scrape. And so I, I keep doing it. And then, so what well, you were talking about this red wave, this wave of people just like saying, oh man, I was fucked. I was lied to. I was brainwashed. You're seeing like all yeah. these people who regret their choice that you yeah. can't take back. Now they can't have kids. Like, damn, that's so right. evil. Right. Okay, right. so I have this video of this woman, this 
man who became a woman and now he regrets it. And, and right. this is his explanation saying of why he thinks he made this mistake. And y'all pay attention and listen and so see how it's essentially the values of traditional values of the strong male role model that, that this was lacking in his home. And this is probably what led him toward this path of being confused and just going with the flow. And so th that's just what me what hits most to home is like he had a, a home where he was invalidated. He didn't know who he was. He was lost and he was just right. taken by the narratives of society. Right. So y'all listen to this. This is um, a video I found on, on, on Reddit. heartbreaking things I ever had to do because she was someone that did have like vocally had reservations about the mastectomy and was those were essentially quashed by everyone around her out of you know you can't you can't speak up again about this you can't you have to affirm um and so having to you know call her and be like He's talking to his mom. He's talking about I, telling her mom, his you know, mom. I, I messed up and I, I'm sorry. You know, I had to, I had to tell her, I'm so sorry. You were right. I should have, I should have listened when you told me to wait or that I was too young or that someday, you know, maybe I want to have kids or want my body the way it was. Um, but we're slowly trying to work through everything and i feel like in some ways it has you know brought us closer to specifically her that she she has her her daughter back now there's going to be a lot of parents watching you know or are watching right now and and is do you imagine is there anything your parents could have done your mom especially to move you in a different course or do you just feel like this whole thing is stacked against the parents and their ability to intervene? I feel like specifically with how the system is set up now where it is essentially affirmation only and parents who question it yeah. are, you know, they're shut down or they yeah, are emotionally blackmailed with uh, the threat of suicide. Social engineering. When you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of parents who have taken a lot, a lot of different approaches to how to handle these issues with their kids. And they all come from a place of love, no matter what, you know, path they take. But in terms of what could have really, you know, helped me, I think, you know, if my parents really would have maybe you know, shut down the internet access and really kind of, you know, if you're taking one thing away, replacing it with another. So if we're taking away the internet, replacing it with more, you know, like actual quality family time mm -hmm. and just making sure I knew I was loved and supported and cared for how I was and that I didn't need okay. surgery to change that or anything to yeah. change that. And that... Yeah you know, puberty is uncomfortable, but you will make it through it. And I wish that the medical... And that, man, that kind of broke my heart. Like I, like you said, find the forgiveness. And like, man, it's yeah. easy to forget yeah. them, but when they're yelling or attacking you, it's yeah. hard. But man, like, dude... And, and, and Yeah, and here's the thing to remind me. It's like, I was listening. So if you listen to that guy talking... So again, the Tavistock Institute, why would they 
socially engineer people like this? Well, because they wanted to destroy the family unit. Why do they want to destroy the family unit? By destroying the family unit, by, by, and see, and you know, this whole trans agenda has, has everything to do with the feminist movement. If you notice, there is not a single feminist movement out there, organization out there complaining about the trans movement. Why? Because they're one and the same. They're socially engineered. It was designed, first you destroy the female, right? Mm-hmm. You destroy the family unit. Their kids do not learn any ethics or morals. Then you feed them with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then you get them to the point where you start questioning their gender identity. First, their sexuality with the, the gay whole thing. And then you move it, you just, just, just check it up a notch. So each thing in our society now, since the 60s, has been a movement, a movement, a movement on our youth and attacking our youth at an earlier and earlier age. So there's no education because the education has been rotted out from the inside out. So then none of our kids have been educated. There's nobody at home that's emotionally mature enough to emotionally educate their children because most of the kids now are being raised by kids that were socially engineered from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Our parents. So you have a socially engineered society that had no emotional values or no morals or ethics, very little. And what was there was has been destroyed now. Okay, so and so what we have is an so these people are attacking their created emotionally bankrupt society that they made emotionally bankrupt on purpose through no fault of anybody's own, but. They're at the, the helms of these social that is called our culture. These, we all believe that these people care for us. Um, and so this trans movement is just one more attack. It's just one more attack to make our society completely and utterly without thought, without care, without consciousness. I agree. That's it. I, I agree. You couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it better. And you're right, brother. It's all like it's been a long step. People think that it's a little like they're doing it all of a sudden. No, this is a gradual. No. They move the goalpost little by little. Little and by like, little. I, we all knew. Like I remember even four years ago, I, I got kicked off of Reddit because I kept trying to tell people that this gay agenda just allowing homosexuality, which I have nothing against. Y'all do whatever y'all want. Yeah. That was going to lead toward uh, pedophilia and just like incest and this is what's happening now there the un is calling to like make pedophilia okay like what the fuck is going on with the world yeah and then like to kind of close it off almost we're near the end i love how you said destroy the family unit again to we come full circle in 1984 at the end what they're really trying to do was erase this sexual instinct get men and women to not even want to have sex with each other that they right. themselves will create the babies and this is essentially destroying the family unit because without right. the family unit a strong male role model with that instinct to protect the family doesn't exist so he'll just let any right. kind of treachery or tre- treason to occur so that's right that's what you said that's that's the yeah the, and, and and you know and not only are we in an aging society there, not only are we in a in a genocide snake bite society, but we're also living in a world where there's a lot a lot of less people are having a lot less kids now mm-hmm. in the Western world, you know. Right, right. So and so yeah, and like you know, it really blew my mind when I saw the the current 
Russian army, tra- uh, army, uh, you know, uh, propaganda video. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then when they show the one for United States, oh god. We're screwed. Explain it. Break it down, Agni. The commercials. Well, I mean, the one for Russia showed all these men and these soldiers, and they're all fighting. And then they have the one for the United States, and it opens this cartoon of this pink-haired, you know, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, but I guess it was two girls, and they get married, and then they have a, they adopt a, a baby, and you know, and they all go to. I mean, it's like you're. You're scaring the hell out of me. Right. You know, and the other thing, too, about this agenda, too, is, you know, my friend in Wyoming, he sent me some text messages the other day. He said, I got to tell you something. He said, my daughter, she's in fifth grade. They are in, like, outside of Gillette, out in the suburbs. So he lives, like, in the boondocks, right? And he said, my daughter came home and uh, with a note from the principal because her and her friend, for the third time, had been caught in the wrong section of the playground playing, right? What? In the wrong section? And, you know, this has to stop, or she's going to, you know, well, what is the wrong section? And when he called, it's the furry section. What? What? The furry section, sir. What is the furry section? We have children here that identify as animals. Oh my God! Yeah, man. I, like I can't you believe have, you're talking so about. So you are telling me that there are parents on this planet, right, that are not only allowing little Johnny to say, "I am a little girl," they're allowing little Johnny or their little Dorothy to say, "I am a kitty," and they're making this. You know, I just had to get a new doctor, and uh, the my, the senior I take care of, we just had to get new doctors, right? And so the new thing is now, when you get a new doctor, I don't know if you're going to experience this, but it's blowing my mind. They ask, and what are your pronouns? Oh, God. But oh I think that's because you're in Cali. I guess it is. And so it's like, what? And, you know, I had to take him to an attorney, and the attorney said, what are John's pronouns? And and he she asked him, what are his pronouns? And he looked at her like, what? And then she said, what are your pronouns? And he looked at me like, what is she asking me? And I said, John's pronouns are he, him. (laughs) Oh, my God. But see, here's the thing. We could say kitty cat. And my my pronoun, you either call me kitty cat or kitty kitty. And they would have to, by literally, by law, address me as kitty kitty and kitty cat. So at her school in Wyoming, they have a section for the furries. They have a litter box for them to go to the bathroom. This is an elementary school. This is not in just one state now. This is ridiculous. So now you're not only allowing your kids to identify as other genders. You're going as low. You're abusing the child. I mean, to, to and allowing the kid to identify and and, and demand to identify. See, there's two things. There's one that you're letting the kid just pretend. Okay, Johnny, run around pretend. But when you say, but now you're not, no, no, I am. No, when you're allowing the kid to demand it, right? Mm-hmm. The kid, by law, has rights over the parents. 
just like in most states now. Other states are saying no, but you know, there are so many states where, you know, at six, they can just tell their parents, I want to start transitioning, start me on hormones, start, you know, the whole schlemiel. They can't vote, they can't drink, they can't drive, but they sure as hell can tell their parents, you know, change their gender. Right, right. Or mutilate me. Yeah, mutilate me. So again, I am not against... There is always going to be in our society a group of people that are going to be homosexuals, and there's always going to be a group of people that are seriously going to be born gender with true gender gender dysphoria. See, and this is a slap in the face to all those people that do have true gender dysphoria, Mm -hmm. because it's not easy, okay? It's like that, that that, that doctor said, this is a fashion. This is, and where do fashions come? Where do they all they're social engineering? This is these are mentally challenged, weakened mind people that think, oh, it's so cool because oh, I'm going to be transgender. Ah, it'd be so cool. They don't even get it. Their parents don't get it. Everybody's just checked out. Well, this was the plan, you know, all along. Right. And now that we've got it, we've got it. So we have a version of doublespeak now already existing. If you Google can men menstruate, it says yes. If you Google how many genders there are, it tells you it's unending, basically. It's not unending how many. You're out of your mind. I mean, you, you know, I mean, just really seriously, you're out of your mind. I'm not buying that. Well, that's the state you know, of the I'm world. I'm not buying that. It's so, sad, but that's the state of the world. Yeah. So, so the solution to this mm, here we is go. a spiritual solution because this is a spiritual war on our consciousness. The war is not happening out there in the world with these transitioning people and all. The world is not happening out there. The real world is happening in our consciousness, in our world, mm. in, in, in your world, inside your body, in your head, where you live with one. That world, that's the world that has to be transformed. And that's where all, and you have to be a warrior now. So you have to fight like a warrior and you have to transform yourself. And that means conditioning yourself to not react to your circumstances, Mm. to be a tough mother effer, to be as tough as you can, to be like Neo when those bullets are coming at him He's not barely breathing. He barely moves his hands and those bullets, nothing hits him. Mm. You have to have a state of mind like that. And that can only come from understanding. And understanding also comes with forgiveness. So as hard as it, you know, and I made some comment on some page about this trans thing, you know, about forgiveness and everybody, you know, misconstrued me. Oh, you're a, you know, trans lover. No, dude. What I'm saying is the anger that we all have is out is totally justifiable. It's absolutely justifiable. What we do with the anger is far more important than the anger itself, right? It's far more important than this, 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 if you want to call it a sin, a blasphemy, if you want to call it a social injustice, whatever you may want to call it, it's far, uh, my response to it in my life is far more important than the event itself. Because I'm a child of God. And in so, I should be able to rise my consciousness above this earthly plane 
and see it for what it is. Listen, this is just man's evolution. This is a temporary blip in time. We're in ascending process anyhow for the next 10,000 years. And God's got this. Satan always loses. Evil always rebounds upon itself. This won't, even this trans thing won't last forever. What's most important is if we are in the end of our civilization, which we are, right? For this civilization, something new will come forth. Mm -hmm. It may be an ugly transition in between. No matter what, the most important thing is, is just to be centered with your understanding of God and to be centered at peace with yourself and your surroundings and your environment as much as possible. So, you know, like I, you know, they're having the gay parade next, next month. And I, you know, I live like literally above these bars and stuff in an apartment. So I'm, you know, it's around me all the time. So it, you know, and before, like I never had issues with drag queens or gay people ever. And I know a lot of gay people in this town that can't stand the agenda that are totally against it because they see it for what it is. It's an agenda. It's a political agenda. It's if you, I mean, if you have half a brain, you can see that this is not about somebody really being trapped in I, you know, and I, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, what's her face, you know, a tranny women in Grammy. It has been glamorized, stylized, promoted, and pumped down our throats in two years. Right. It's a thing. So kids, all kids, always grab onto the new thing. Nobody thinks about what they're grabbing onto. They just grab onto it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, then and they- so, so really, for me, how am I going to respond to what's happening is my only power. Now, I do need to fight for my rights to uh, about, you know, you cannot tell. I need to find out, you know, about the laws in California. I don't like to be told, you know, uh-uh, you can't say that there's only two. I don't like to be told that. I, I don't like that. Okay, really, seriously. So I can fight, I can take all my rage and, and take it and channel it that way. That's what I can do constructively with the anger that I have. Because otherwise, I would just be screaming all the time and angry. And, you know, like I, when I get mad, I really get mad, but I'm an expressive person. So that's why when I left you that message, you know, I even sounded like, wow, it's like, you know, <laughs> you know. I, you know, I'm deeply affected by this because like I said in the beginning, this is affecting kids, okay? If you guys were doing this just for adults and there were no kids involved and you weren't telling me that I couldn't say that, you know, uh, uh, publicly that there's no, you know, there's more than no, only two genders. If you weren't muzzling me and you weren't doing this to kids, I wouldn't care. And that's the issue is that they try to make it like drag is not a crime. And it's not, no, we're not talking about drag, people. We're talking about you pushing kids in front of it and making them do drag and all that. You know, that's what we're talking about. And they don't want to listen to that because they're so activated with their anger and their rage. They're so socially engineered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I could not have a conversation with anybody in my neighborhood at all. Well, see, I think that's the thing. Like you said, I think how you react 
So what I've been doing now is uh, I keep talking about it on every podcast, but I'm growing my own food. You know, my brother-in-law's growing chickens. Uh, I made clones of my plants and I gave to my neighbors. So we're all kind of creating this community of just like sharing. I got fresh eggs right now. I got really orange. Oh, and fresh eggs are great. Right. And I think that's why they're making a huge deal to make them disappear because I think someone found out that eggs actually go against COVID or help fight COVID or whatever, even though that shit's all a lie. But I think what we need to do is create community and it sucks that you're like in the middle of it so that's kind of right that kind of sucks but see but i'm doing whatever i can do to try to find an attorney i'm 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 working more at having more compassion i you know and more understanding and more like no matter what i'm trying to find an out for this rage i have because i know it i know i can do two things with it i can be self-righteous and egotistical and make myself miserable and those around me miserable by being angry, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or I can go and I can find forgiveness and understanding and patience and, 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 and to be patient with this. Because it's like, you know, I, you know, I try to remind myself too in situations like this too. It's like, if I'm gonna try to live the life of Christ, which I try to do when I remember to, I always remind myself this, just think about it. Jesus Christ was an ascended master. He had the power to do anything at his touch, all right? We all have the same power. He came here to show us that. Now, when he was being killed, when he was being taken through town, and when he was being put up on that cross, he knew exactly what was coming. And he endured it's not so much the physical pain that he had to endure being having his na- his hands nailed to that cross think of the pain it must have been to know who he was and to have all those incredibly hateful hateful ignorant stupid people and that's the key those are the key words ignorant and stupid cursing at him and hating him with so much hatred, mm-hmm. right? And that he could say to hit, to God, forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they do. Wow. Think of the amount of love, wow. not just love that that takes. That takes, that's like, you know, that's like a dad with a group, where there's a bunch of kids that are acting up being patient and loving with his children and not wailing on them, right? And mm-hmm. screaming at them. He understands they're little kids. They don't understand. I love them. I'm not going to scream and wail at them. So if he had the kind of power within himself to withhold himself and not react to his circumstances when he was being nailed to a cross, mm-hmm. when he had the power to just with one look, he could have killed all those people. I mean, seriously, he had the kind of power. He could do anything. Right. To have that kind of power at his behest and to withhold it all because he loved them so much. And now, now this isn't kind of this. It's not our kind of love that we have, like, for our kids. It is, like, for our kids, but it goes deeper than that. He had such love that he could actually forgive them for doing what they were doing to his body, to his life, and to everything that he came to share with them. 
I mean, think about that. That's a, that's a tall order. Right. So right. when I, so, so I'm attempting to apply that mentality to this situation because I don't think for myself now, after trying to exhaust other, I don't think there's any other way out that's going to be comfortable and that won't involve my ego in some way. And if you involve your ego in something, then you're really not like making the world a better place. And I am, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to approve myself. So you make the world a better place by starting with yourself. And, you know, so that's, that's how I think that I, I called my uncle the other day. Oh, I just had this revelation. I think I'm going to try to try to find forgiveness in for this situation because i really do want to be at peace right now because things are crazy enough as it is right yeah and And, it's it's beautiful how you put it brother how you brought it back to god and jesus and you're right like to to have that much love that you're killing you someone's killing you but you still love them man oh that's how powerful the word of god is and that's why they want to abolish jesus too that's another thing the the story of jesus and the compassion and the love and how he was here to destroy evil but yet he had compassion toward those who were killing him like that's why they want to erase christianity too because oh yeah and wait when they're done with the the trans because they're pumping this one up they're getting ready to do the whole christian thing next here they're, you know, with attacking Christians and, you know, Christians that that's getting when I saw this one post, it was something like black trans attacks Christian group or something like that. I was like, if you want to talk about social engineering, let me show you what social engineering 101 looks like. <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's why I'm glad that you there's know. people like you. In the heart of it, like in L.A., where the, I think that's the, probably the worst where it's happening. Because anytime I hear yeah. stuff about Cali, it's always L.A. The, the celebrities, yeah. they're all sellouts. They sold their souls, just people yeah. who, who are lost there. But I'm glad yeah. that there's people like you there who, who are awakened. And so you're kind of like a light in the darkness. So maybe you can help. I don't know. I don't know how. But I think the way that you live and you carry out your life and you show forgiveness and compassion will have some type of effect on somebody. It, it makes it an effect. First of all, it pleases God, all right? Because he at least he, we're helping him keep his script going because he just wants us to be happy and to be enter- to, and to be loving, basically, and to be entertained here and not to take any of this too seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, it's, it's the hardest thing. I've spent now, the I've spent a lot of time in the years in therapy, but I've spent the last four years in therapy with serious objectives to reach that times before in therapy, I went all my life because I knew I had to go, but I never did anything in therapy. I just went and learned stuff about how to be smarter about how to get away with my mental illness. Mm. But now I've switched all that and I really did want to get better and heal myself from all that heal, you know, I was broken by, and I have, and I've like, I've made some incredible, like, incredible, like it's miraculous strides. And so that's why, you know, my Instagram page, you know, my bio is if, if you want world revolution, it has to start with yourself. And I had a lot of stuff that I had to revolutionize in my consciousness, you know, that I'm still working on. You know, basically, fearlessness is the biggest thing that I, I I focus on now because I easily can take any event and make it in a second. I will be homeless in the street, dirty and abandoned by everybody. You know, I I, I still have that fucked up mentality. 
well. that I'm working to fix. But it's really important because if you don't work on yourself, then no matter what, the world, if you're miserable, the world's going to be a miserable place. Mm -hmm. I agree. No, but if you're happy, no matter how miserable the world is, you're still going to be happy. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard reality, and it's a real easy truth. It's just not easy to first understand and then to get to. I work really hard at being happy. I am happy. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, my, my outward circumstances are more and more challenging all the time and more and more frightening. And yet each day I feel more and more sure with myself and a little closer to God, you know, mm -hmm. like just a little closer, like my, you know, because, you know, how can I, how it's like, if you have faith, I always ask myself, Agnew, when I start getting afraid, well, how is it that you're, how do you have all this faith in God? <laughs> and you're meditating on your, but it's like, but then you're going to live in fear. There's something wrong with you, dude. You can't <laughs> live in fear. All right. And, and then, and then pray and, and meditate all the time and have all this faith in God. You can't have both. Right. Right. You can't have two there's, masters. Literally, there's something wrong with you. You need to, you know, and that's what I've been talking about in therapy. Like what's wrong with you. Right. Seriously. Mm. It's like, you understand is I'm not being self-deprecating and mean. I'm saying there's something wrong. And I can see my thinking is broken there. Like somehow my thinking got broken because seriously, how do you have faith and live in fear? You can't, you know, unless your definition of faith and fear are different, but I'm going from, you know, I'm going by the old school definition of faith, you know, and it's like one, one, you know, faith cancels out fear. So then I guess you're not living in faith. And, you know, it was healthy for me to do that because then I re-examined what is, how, you know, what, how, how, am I really, like, am I really, how faithful am I? You know, I started asking myself that a few months ago. My faith has deepened as a result of my questioning my own faith in God. I got to a point there where I was like, I don't even think that you have faith in God. You know, you've been going at this for nine years in this meditation program, I don't even think you have faith because look how much fear you live in all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you talk about God and everything and you, you know, and you're trying, but it's like, and yet at the same time, so you have to re-examine like, seriously, do you really believe in him? Like, let's look at this. And if you don't, why don't you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I came to the conclusion that I, got in the habit of living in fear as crazy as this may sound because living in fear felt good mm, wow. i got used to feeling good from living in fear if that makes sense it's like taking a bad drug and getting high from it even though it makes you sick you still get high well i was getting high off of living in fear it was basic. It's basic like that. And it's a habit, unfortunately. And even more unfortunately, it's a habit that nobody put on me. And even more unfortunate is I had to regulate myself to stop it. Or not. I mean, I, you know, or not. I didn't have to stop it. You know, hold on a second. I'll be back in 10 minutes. I didn't have to stop it. I just, I just, you know, I realized like, wow, well, then, then if you're going to live in fear, then you should stop meditating and stop going to the temple and stop, you know, reading, you know, stop doing this. Right, right. Your yoga practice, because, you know, you can't have both. 
Well, I'm not going to stop all of that. So I decided, oh, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to, to live fearlessly now. So I have a sign on my door that says fearless. You know, when I leave the day, door every day, I see fearless. And I literally train my mind because it's just a dumb, bad habit that I picked up. I, for, I don't care why I do it anymore. Who cares why I do it? It doesn't matter anymore. Let's just break the, the habit. Let's just break the habit. Who cares why? It doesn't matter. Just break the habit because it's really damaging. It's really damn. Fear is the worst. Right, right. It's the worst. Yeah, fear is it's the, the real virus. For all of us. And that's, that's, yeah, that's, it's that's... really bad for all of us. And I had no reason to be afraid, really. And I never lived in fear all my life. You know, it makes sense to, that we're a little afraid now because I consume so much frightening information every day. Like, I have to give myself credit, just like you and a lot of us that are, you know, that spend any time, you know, getting the new information that rolls in at us every day from these Saturn's cubes. You know, the stuff that we're being fed is stressful. And anybody would be stressed out in their right mind. You can't tell me the stuff that you and I are consuming, the information and the amounts of it, and at the speed that it's being fed to us, and having to assimilate and process all of it, that's, that's like, that's unprecedented. That's never before been before ever on the planet. Right. We weren't doing this 20 years ago, right? right? right. right. We're getting spoon-fed massive amounts of information. Think about the education you've got just in the last two or three years because of Instagram and whatever other social media. Think about it. Right. YouTube. I mean, think about it. It's like, wow. Wow. And like, that's the kind, you don't get that kind of, I mean, that's the amount of information a lot of people used to only maybe get in a lifetime. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe in a lifetime they would get that out. And we're getting it like in massive amounts, right. massive amounts. Right. <clears throat> right. And we can share. And that's why I'm glad I have people like you and I know you and we have a connection and you can yeah. do that to somebody else. And maybe. And I'm something... so happy to hear you that you're growing food and that you have a little community going Believe me, that's in my blood. If I was anywhere on the land, I would be doing the same thing. I'm really good at digging in the dirt. I'm really good at planting and farming, you know, all that. I, you know, come from a ranch family. So, like, I admire you and I support that and keep it going because, like, oh, my God, yeah. Hey, you can do it too, though, Agnew. I'm doing it in five-gallon buckets. You can just get yeah, some that I are for food. I live in a room, oh, a dang. single. I can't, you know, where I live, there's not even a balcony Dang. <laughs> and if there was they would destroy it people are hateful <laughs> Dang, that's so yeah that's true it seems like they're encroaching on everything but yeah. thank you again wilson for hopping on um on, yeah. on such a short notice and i hope that this helped and that yeah, I, I know you're working help. on i know you're working on yourself and i can see it um and I, from like the other episodes that you were on like you told us your childhood story and i was like damn yeah. like to come from that kind of fucked up place and then to live in cali Man, and I, I can see the progress, and I, I'm sure yeah. that you're you're working on it all the time. You're always meditating, and I haven't seen yeah. your post lately. Have you stopped posting on Instagram? No, my page is is deeply, deeply, deeply buried. It's so buried, it's not even funny. Like mm. it's buried so weird. Like it's my page is like they hate me. Well, <laughs> what's your page? Let's me. let's post it here and I'm going to put it on the show notes, but tell it's, us. it's 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 Mariah Wind. You know, I had to go private because and you know, nobody wants to follow it because it's um what is my page? It's Mariah but I have all these pages. I've created so many and then they 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 hacked them. It's Mariah Wind 
M-O-R-I-A-H-W-I-N-D underscore 333. Okay. All right. Y'all heard it here first. Yeah, I created other pages, and they, like, uh, it'll get hacked in, like, two minutes. It's really weird. Well, send me the one that you use, and then um, I'll put it on the show notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, again, thank you for joining Agnew. Um, I always yeah. love talking to you, and you like uh, I love your perspective, and because uh, you've been in the game for a long time since the '60s, you grew up from that time. And, yeah. Um, I feel- oh, by the way, everybody, a shout out! You should watch. You want to see social engineering? Everybody, I just watched it. I, mean, I ordered it to buy it. Is Woodstock the director's cut? Okay. Wow, it's a movie. It's a documentary. It was made, I guess, maybe 10 years ago. It won all kinds of Academy Awards. It's three hours and 45 minutes long. And it is a killer, killer documentary on Woodstock. It has the most amazing performances. Oh, my God. You want to see the performances. And more importantly is through the interviews, they are talking to the kid that put it on. And, you know, Woodstock was... It was an event that they created for all the fun, but, you know, the Tavistock Institute and the social engineering scientists got the CIA in on it. That you know, So it was a social engineering experiment as well. And you can see it, and it's amazing to see all the kids at the time back then, you know, in the 60s, in 1969, August 15th, you see these kids. Nobody was overweight and you know uh green haired and pierced noses and tattooed it was like it was amazing nobody had cell phones right you know i mean it was and everybody's having fun it was amazing it was an amazing event you should definitely watch it it's an incredible incredible time capsule and it's put together really well and the the performances on it are like wow i i can't remember the name of the band this one guitarist and his guitar, oh my God, and Joe Cocker's performance is, wow, it's out of sight. I mean, it's really an amazing documentary. Yeah, I have a bunch of the of, of excerpts because I have a playlist for music that I'll play, and I have a bunch of Woodstock and uh, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. I love that type yeah. of that music from then. Yeah, it's a it's a killer documentary. Yeah, we'll check. Uh, well, send me a link for it because uh, I've seen a couple. I don't know, maybe I've seen that one or not, but send me a link for that one, no, brother. I'll see if I can. Okay. All right, guys. So thank you for uh, joining the show today. That was Agnew Wilson. Please check out his Instagram. And remember, know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace. All right, guys. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Agnew Wilson. I believe this is his either fourth or fifth appearance. Um, But one of the best episodes I've had on this show is he came on and he talked to us about the Tavistock Institute. I'm going to see if I can pull it up really quick. Hold on. Yeah, it was the first official episode I named, I guess. Number one. It's the the Tavistock Institute with Agnew Wilson. Um, Yeah, that was pretty good. And I like this podcast too. Agnew is a pretty cool guy. I could talk to him about anything forever. And he'll take off and he'll start talking. And he'll tell you a whole lot of things that you probably need to hear and are uncomfortable when you hear them. But they're something that needs to be heard and said. Because I truly feel we're like the lost people like the the tower of babel when god when the world was all united it was together it was peace they all followed god but eventually they got corrupted their mind was programmed and brainwashed by the opponent and um, the opponent told them that they could be just like god and they can be and and rise to be the highest uh, power on earth and so they started building the tower to reach the heavens and to kind of defy god 
And I feel that's what the dark spirits do. They they try to manipulate you and try to get you to turn your back against God and to do degrading and disgusting things. Like, for example, Aleister Crowley and all these folks like uh, Helena Blavatsky, all these guys, they were theosophists and they believed in like Gnosticism and opposing God and that we were in a simulation and all this is fake and none of this is real. But I truly believe that that's the lie from the opposer. He wants us to believe that all of this is bullshit and an accident. And he wants us to turn our back against God. So what these people do is they actually go around eating shit, um, playing with each other's butts. Uh, they talk backwards. They walk backwards. They learn how to say things backwards. They try to do everything upside down as opposed to what God created everything to be righteous and proper and correct. These people want to invert that and just spit on God, essentially. <clears throat> And I truly feel that's what's happening now in society. People think that they can rise up and be like gods uh, through transhumanism, through this technology that we're dispensing. All of this stuff is making people think that they they can be gods of this reality or the reality, sorry, the reality that they want to create, which is the, the simulation, that metaverse thing. They want us to be inside of a virtual world where everything can be controlled and monitored and and just... Nothing will be out of their control because this is a, a world that's controlled through their programming and they can actually just literally control the world to a T. If they don't want you to see something, they'll just block it or erase it from that program. If um, they want you to think certain things, they'll make a lot of advertisement or a lot of things to make your mind steered into a certain negative location to bring you down and to lower your consciousness and to tear you away from God. Now I'm rambling, three minutes in, I'm rambling, but I hope y'all like this, and to end, I actually wanted to play this song called Babble, which has to do with what we're talking about. I feel we're all babbling, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, we can't even communicate with each other, we can't even talk to each other properly without getting in arguments or fights and starting all this division. So, I'm gonna play this song, I'm sure y'all probably heard it, I've heard it on Instagram, and I had to track it down and find out what the name of it was, and the name was Babble. And this is by a guy, I don't know where he's from, but he's uh, he's probably from Europe. His name is Otnika. I'll, I'll, I'll spell it. It's O-T-N-I-C-K-A. Uh, this is just music, no lyrics. Uh, this is just kind of what I listen to now. I don't really like to be told what to sing or think while I'm listening to music because I truly feel music is a weapon and a tool, but it's currently being used as a weapon to just know you down and make you dumb but uh this is a pretty cool song it makes me think about how powerful humans can be when they work together um but again that's just my subjective uh explanation so again i hope you like that go check out agnew's um instagram he's always posting great shit uh lately i haven't seen his stuff i don't know i think they're throttling him but i'm gonna put his stuff on the show notes thank you for listening to the show and remember know thyself improve thyself Find the others, and then you'll know what to do. This is Babel by Ot Nika. Or Nika. Damn, that sounds bad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I hope you have a great day. Peace.